Got it. Shit, I didn't know you were even here. Yeah, man. What's up? I'm always here. Fuck, you've been here this whole time. Friend. Oh, man. Well, uh... Yeah, for for the entire fuck Bin Laden bit there. I wish you would have told me. Sound good? Audio's good? Yeah, I think so. Cool. I think you're looking pretty good. Nice. Do the finger guns? Are you doing the finger guns too, Audis? Like... You know what I'm talking about? Like, I was doing, the, I was doing the wink. You know, but with one gun, the wink. You do one gun and a wink, or you do two guns. You do, or you do one finger gun and a wink. You go, and then if you're doing two finger guns, you go. That's one for each gun. And that like is it. a free or a lesson shotgun. to everybody. That is a free. Some cock shot. You can do that. Free fucking lesson for everybody right there. So what are I we even doing? What have we been doing? I don't know, man. You're leaving the door open again. Yeah, so I can't even start the I can't even start the show until we close the door. And let's just keep it closed, shall we? No, let's keep it closed tonight. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's just go bed. Didn't quite. The door was a little still off. Latency. Uh, it's the latency with the door. The sweet yeah. sound of silence. Let's do a show. Let's do a show. Antarctica is a land of extremes. Nearly 98% of the ground is covered by an ice sheet up to three miles thick. A mountain as towering as Japan's Mount Fuji at 12,400 feet would not even break the surface. Temperatures regularly fall below minus 50 degrees Fahrenheit with winds of up to 200 miles an hour. During its peak season, it is home to only 4,000 scientists and military personnel. Antarctica is the last frontier. It holds our imagination. Old maps that said, here be monsters. The last remaining territory on the planet that could have such a designation is Antarctica. Although it was discovered nearly 250 years ago, scientists have more questions than answers when it comes to this frozen continent. Due to the sheer depth of the ice covering its landmass, the surface of Antarctica is unable to be seen with the naked eye. Antarctica. What the mm. fuck is going on down there? And why if you so like there there are military bases down there. Like okay. lots of countries have military bases down there. And if you show up in Antarctica, they will kill you. They will shoot you in the head. They'll like as you're like if you just start if you just take a boat to Antarctica, get off and start walking around, they will kill you. Like I saw some like the the conspiratorial part is like oh there's a, something under the ice out there and there's like an underground uh, civilization or the remains of Atlantis that kind of thing or whatever but like the part that's not really debated is like yeah you cannot go to an Antarctica like you can't go there they'll shoot you yeah so uh, I've heard of people uh, I, I don't know if it's immediately they just execute you from what I've heard they're like leave get off because um, you can't privately make your way to Antarctica. 
What? What is it? Hot? It's cold. Damn cold. God damn, it's cold. Damn, that's a cold ass honky. It's Wednesday, August 16th, 2023, here for Abs in a Six-Pack, episode 205, with Noah, and this is a new live son of a bill. This is a new live son of a six-pack. This is a new live son of a bitch. This is a new live son of a bitch. nipply out. I mean nippy out. What am I saying? Nipple. This is a <laughs> there is a nip in the air, though. Antarctica so is the coldest hit. place on Earth, containing 90% of the planet's ice. This it looks almost like an alien planet. <laughs> there are some who think it's hiding proof of aliens themselves. I can't feel my big fingers anymore. I lied. They're, they're, they're numb. <laughs> Maybe you should wear these extra gloves. My hands are starting to get sweaty. Extra gloves? You've had this pair of extra gloves this whole time? Yeah. This is We're a in the Rockies. Son of a bitch! I'm going to kill you. What? I'm gonna kill you! I'm gonna kill you, Lloyd! Calm down! Right now, I'm gonna kill you! Harry, you got that crazy look in your eye! <laughs> this is a new live son of a bitch. Hey, guess what this is, Noah? It's a new live son of a bitch, <laughs> I think. Goddamn right, it's a new live son of a bitch. Episode 204. No, sorry, 205 of Ebbs and Six Pack. 204 was earlier today. Uh, we just and I did a little prank on bars. It was fun. Uh, I do have the shot collar on. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So uh, that's all in play. And uh, with it's that, let's get wire, the show going. Let's do this. The show is started now. Now it started. Noah, bless like we that. left off. We promised alien talk and UFO talk and Nazi talk and haul it how it all, haul it how ties into Antarctica. Haul yeah, there's how, a lot of, uh, you know, in high school. Haul it how. There's there's too many legends about Antarctica to even count, man. Uh, the the aliens and the Nazis are a very uh, uh, fun and compelling, I guess, um, side of things, you know. Um, I mean, we referenced last time that like uh, certain cultures and shit have uh, uh, believed and had myths about their ancestors coming from like some Southern land, some Southern continent. Um, and, uh, that clip that you played at the beginning said that we discovered Antarctica 200 something years ago, but we have maps that date from over 500 years ago in the 1500s, like early 1500s. Um, what was the name of that one you brought up last time? You know, I always forget the name of it. Uh, Perry Reese. There's Perry like Reese, there's man. three others too. It's 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 hard to remember the names because they're like you know they're far foreign names. You know, I um, remember so, any of that. I mean, come on, dude. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I definitely can't. I I try I try not to. For being honest, um, <laughs> it's what I've I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you don't speak American, if you don't speak English, 
then you're not a real human being. You probably don't have a soul, and that's why the British are the worst. Right. Because they don't speak English. I mean, they're soulless, you know. I mean. <laughs> and because they don't speak English. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's start. Okay, we talked. We watched a lot of History Channel last time. We watched Shatner and two other History Channels, or not watch. I say watch, but we we covered it. And uh, there was a lot of talk of pyramids on Antarctica. Now, yeah, I don't know. I have more stuff on that, but if, between me and you, would you? Okay, well, let me ask you this: that maybe this is a good way to dissect which what we should cover of my uh, of what we both have prepared. I don't think pyramids would necessarily count as aliens, but they kind of do in a certain way. If you think about um, what we'll get into with the Aryans. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. They they might they might uh, lend, lend tend themselves towards aliens. They could certainly like, be I mean, explained I away without it, aliens. It could just be a advanced I, ancient civilization. But there's there've been pyramids found are, on every single continent across the world. Like there have been right. alien. Like I'm I'm sorry. Uh, pyramids found like almost everywhere. So it's like with Graham Hancock, his theory is that it's an it's signs of an ancient civilization where this is something that they did. Like they traveled and they explored exactly. the world, and that's why we have maps from the 1500s, uh, supposedly 250, 200, like to 80, 80 years before Antarctica was even discovered. Um, you know, and those maps were based on older maps that were lost, and like we have, like the Reese map, we only have half of it. The other half is gone. Like so, they don't, they don't, like they don't even have all of it. Um, but it was a, it's a very legitimate map. Do you that think was there's like some asshole the, hanging the on to the other half the just time. holding out? You think there's some guy uh, no, that's just holding on to probably, the other half of the map? Like, <laughs> it was, honestly, it was probably destroyed. Like, cause it was a standard for years. Like, I mean, like I'm talking thousands of years of like when you dominated another, like when you, uh, uh, pillaged and took over another kingdom or area or town or whatever the fuck, like oh, you this- would also destroy all of their fucking like religious artifacts their historical artifacts like you'd fucking basically just annihilate all of their information as or, well as fucking or you keep ra- it for yourself and, and say that it's been destroyed that's the best way to do it i mean i think that's the smart way but i, I mean yeah i think but i'm I not think, sure that that's well i think, think there's it. a lot you, of really like you, the burning of the library of alexandria right like i mean i think the that prime probably example i've always said is what if they just said it got burnt down what if they stole the shit out of there then burnt it down the Library of Alexandria Maybe. is the perfect example of what is why not just destroy the information and say how to destroy it? Be, like that that what is the most important thing when you're conquering a nation or an invading territory or rival and when we're talking big scale on the geopolitical stage what is the most important thing you control before if you kill a guy yeah you might be worried his kids or one of his kids will try to take vengeance on you in a vendetta or if you you know you 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 kill the you kill you take the women and children you kill all the people the most important thing to, to destroy or control, rather, is information, for sure. So when you conquer somebody, if they have a more advanced version of a map than you back in back then, de- those days and now, but especially back then, if you find a civilization that has a more accurate map, you fucking destroy all their copies of it and don't let anybody have it but your guys, because you can navigate the planet so much easier if you have if you're the only one that has an accurate map. I might have overexplained that. I mean, there's, I mean, you're giving a very detailed case for like one specific motivation for why. Um, I got caught in the weeds there, but I think it's, I think it's rational, and it's something that I always will stick by. I'll stick by my guns on that one. 
Yeah, until I see like, you know, evidence, you know, specific evidence for that. I mean, I, I think it's highly possible like that they might have lied about the burning of the Library of Alexandria just to to keep the information for themselves. I mean, that that's, selfishness is a human trait and it's a strong human trait. So that's there's I mean, or the map you were talking about, the lot, that's map. possible. But the thing is that, like, maybe I, I don't have evidence for. For that, like I'm not, cut, I'm not saying no to that, but I don't necessarily have anything that compels me to believe that that's the case. My understanding is that they burnt the Library of Alexandria, like in a uh, way to basically, I mean, eliminate their intelligence and the records of their intelligence and shit. And also, it's like I mean, things were so personal back then. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's okay, like here's here's another. Like, analogy, I got I, I got to defeat you, rape your people, and then piss on all your information and like fucking like or I mean, it. let me use another analogy. What we opened up with the theme music for John Carpenter's The Thing. What does The Thing do? It doesn't just destroy all your shit. It, it takes assimilates. all the knowledge. So now, in any future life form, it takes for the next million years theoretically. It is capable of transforming into that genetic knowledge it comes knows because i mean that that's that, you that's see the an aspect i mean i see the analogy you're making but uh, uh, what i'm saying is, is that what the, what is the okay so it plays into this what does the thing do it disguises itself right it right. takes a it makes itself a perfect copy so like in the act of trying to keep the information for yourself you say the rest of the world it was, it's lost it's gone if you succeed at that then there's no way of us for us to know <laughs> <laughs> that that information has actually been kept aside from finding it. And that's, I mean, how the fuck are you going to do that? Like, I mean, so it's easier to just kind of believe that it was burnt because essentially this, the same effect is there. It was burnt. It was, it's gone. It's lost to us. To so us, like, I maybe mean, not to everybody, to us, maybe not to everybody, but who, who, I mean, I don't have anything like hard I get that says Occam's that, rate, which, is, I get which is not, you know, this you is why I'm I like having like, you I mean, as a, as somebody to, I need somebody like, you Noah, because I uh, say, <laughs> uh, no, I, I need some, I need somebody similar to you because otherwise I'll just go off on my bullshit and then nobody will push back. So I'm so, yeah, man, I, but I do stand by. Did I do that? I don't think you did. But you know, no, I apparently did. I was wrong every time yeah, I said that last time. You were right. Well, I think once or twice. I've figured out some tricks. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't want to get off on that. I need somebody like <laughs> fuck me. I need somebody similar to you uh, to push back on me because otherwise I'll go into complete nonsense. But I still stand by one hundred percent the idea that a lot of times when something when knowledge was lost, quote unquote, it's like the mud floods or to t- Tartaria or any of that stuff. You get what I'm saying? Like the the, the motivation highly is highly possible. The motivation is there to highly, hide knowledge and then just say it was exactly. Destroyed. But also, you got to remember the fucking. I mean, dude, just the, the amount of disasters and like the amount of like. I mean, that's the smart thing to do, right? Is to lie to everybody, keep the information for yourself, and make everybody else believe that it's gone. Um. You know, you keep everybody else in the dark. You keep your like the advancements for yourself. And um, but even then, it's the, there's also the, you got to factor in humans are selfish, but they're also stupid. Like, I mean, <laughs> like the likelihood of that being the case and like, you know, like the burning of the Library of Alexandria, this uh, Perry Reese map where half of it's gone. We don't know what what happened to it. Like if somebody stole it, I would imagine they would take both halves. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's probably just it got destroyed. It got lost somewhere at some point. Like, I mean, but there used like, to be tons. There's of no point. Of it, to, I thought. No, 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 no. Like, I don't think so. This is one map. It's it based on the ones that like were a, taught. For it was like it was like commi- yes, it was. It, yeah, there's like they, they would like a, commi- a king would commission like a cartographer or something to like give him the most accurate updated map of the world, and it's like a way of showing like your dominance, intelligence, and I mean, you get what I'm saying? Like, yes, uh, yes. you know, so. Likely, and if it was done in the 1500s, dude, 500 years is so long. I mean, that's like if you can fit three human generations within, you know, barely outside of the bounds of 100 years, right? I mean, how many generations is it? Three times five, that's 15. 15 generations of people, like since that map was created. And I mean, in all the bullshit that happens in a human life when it comes to just events the weather i mean fucking disasters uh you know wars uh you know it's very like thieves robbers i mean it's very likely that you know it just got destroyed or sold or i mean it's sold and then lost and you know i mean it you know you get what i'm saying yes i uh i just noticed we have a missed call from g time johnny do you want to call him real quick to ask him real quick about antarctica Sure, I would love to hear what G Time Johnny has to say. You know about who that Aaron. is, right? Do you sure remember it's him? Be f- oh yes, I remember. I okay. how could right. one forget G Time Johnny? I am totally there. I cannot talk about Antarctica. You know, if I go down, I won't get none of my favorite food. What? You won't get any of your favorite food in Antarctica, or because you down, talked about Antarctica, Johnny? No, if By I way, go down is- under. I like going down under, and it's my favorite food. And there's, and she, she's not there. <laughs> I don't get none. Let me just recap I mean, this. So down under is your favorite food, but if you talk about Antarctica, you won't get hey man, any of da- to eat Down under is my favorite food, No, because food Antarctica is about no bear, and I'm naked right now. That's like there's no bear. Antarctica is bear. There's bear. Well, they can run around naked. I'm inside. But Antarctica is no bear. Why is that? So, well, there's polar I mean, bears. Not, I'm serious. No, there's not. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> I'm getting no not bear. I, I'm getting, I like a bear. It's got clothes on. I'm, I'm not. It's like. I'm really hey, Johnny, what do you think about. Hey, Johnny, what do you think about aliens in Antarctica? Like an alien civilization or UFOs buried underneath the ice? What do you think about that? Well, I think that there's one species on Earth you can remove, and Earth will thrive. And it's called what? Human? And they're alphabetic generated penis kind. But you're a human. There's a. No, I can't use that term. I'm a species. You're a species. Right. What am I? Right, but see, but anybody who uses the term man has to attach it to some alphabetic generated penis. Okay, but now I'm confused how we got to here, which, how we how we get well, asking about aliens. Aliens, well, there, there aliens, was a time though. when there were, <laughs> there was a time when there was no word slaves. <laughs> was that in an article? Yeah. Are, are aliens not <laughs> word slaves? Well, I mean, it's aliens, what, you're yeah, saying well, they communicate out. telepathically, so no. they're not word slaves. Well, I mean, uh, well, I mean, kids do. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean, when you communicate with dogs, it's like, what, mostly gesture. And, and you know, and, and you can eyes. make some grunts. 
Yeah, let's grant some grunts. But, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, our kind barks more than the dogs. I guess <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, it's, and there's nothing wrong with it or anything. It's just, you know, I mean, we would not have, you know, technology, everything we have, they don't have. You know, and, and we the wouldn't dogs? have what we have. Yeah, the dogs are, you know, wait, all the other okay, creatures. Okay, wait, wait, hang on. We have to talk about Antarctica, though. What, Noah asked, right. did, do you think there's, what was your question again, Noah? Oh, about that there's there. I mean, if there's if there's aliens there, yes, and and that well, I mean, if there's um, there's I mean, you know, it's like with the, there's probably some you can actually you know uh, the the better we get. I mean, I think we've only studied like um, what like fifteen percent. We only know like fifteen percent of the ocean bottom, and it covers like you know. <laughs> 75% of the earth or something like that. And, and, you know, and every time there's a flip, well, it's all documented in the, Ar- in the Arctic. And, and so it's like, yeah, I mean, if there was, you know, if there was like, you know, if there's, you know, a lot of stuff to be learned in there. But, you know, a lot of it is, you know, I mean, when, whenever something goes against the narrative, like shunned or else, you know, everything is not going to be in its place. <laughs> you know, it's so so should everything you know, be in its place? Well, I mean, it should be that. What's all? If you look at recorded history, you know, it has all been the rise of a remote control power over the population, and and so That's like the individual, the, the individual, uh, what do you call it? degradation? I guess will be a word. Um, you know, that denigration. That was it. Degradation, <laughs> denigration. Yeah, I, I'm I'm word masturbating. Okay, but that is like you know, like think about it. If uh, you know, if we have, if we kept the same attitude and love of the dog, the mommy, the baby, you know that you know unconditional. I don't care what you did yesterday. I love you today. You know, we're always moving forward. If we had that, there'd be no war or nothing like that. And so, and that's probably I mean. If I was an alien looking at this country, out of this this world right now, I'd <laughs> I'd be afraid. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> not because we can't. I mean, how can we can't get more messed up? <laughs> I think we got. No, we, like, we don't. Under, don't don't cut. Don't short count us, man. Don't underestimate us. We can get way more. We can get way more messed up. We can get way more messed way worse, up. man. It can always well, get no. worse, dude. No, we got a bunch of um, we got a bunch of, of of patriarchal suicide bombers. You know, it's like how much money has been made in in Ukraine. I mean, it's like that's all it's about. Hey man, it's like, we, we could all we could always get more like matriarchal suicide bombers well, too. Like it could always get worse. I would be one. I'm one. <laughs> well, it's not that you can, you know, you can't classify it as like nature. It's just that we respect the the fact that women are. Well, I hate to use that term. That girl, Johnny. If we start talking about women, I'm going to be here all night saying a bunch of things that everyone who heard it will regret. I won't regret it. Well, well <laughs> I'll send you a copy of my, of my new book. We got to get back to Antarctica. Yeah, I know. Johnny, Johnny, we got to let you go because we got a whole ass show to do and we're running out of time. Okay, tell, yeah. tell people where you're at. Tell people where they can find Nature Hack on YouTube, right? We got Nature Hack on Twitter, everywhere. Beautiful. <laughs> and so, Johnny, yeah, any, so, and any, I'm, yeah, I'm getting things set up. Me, I still if, haven't Johnny, done it. Let me, let me ask you three questions before we let you go. Or one question. Okay. 
If you no. could only say three words right now, pick three words to end the sh- to end your segment on because I know they're going to kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's the G Top Johnny I know and love, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Johnny. Oh man, fuck yeah! All right, man. What a what a guy. That guy is never. Uh, there's never a dull moment. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, man. But anyway, we could have G Top Johnny 2024. That's what I'm saying. Vote, I'll vote for his ass. If there was a uh, yeah, I mean, I could have talked to him for another hour, and I knew it was going to happen, so I had to call it at some point. Uh, you want to talk about Nazis and UFOs? No? Oh yeah, that sounds great. All right, I got a 40, 45 second clip. But there's no hard evidence to say that these die-hard Nazis were joined by Kamler or any disc engineers. I'm sorry, I should have given that more context. This is from a little mini-documentary questioning whether Nazis escaped to Antarctica on UFOs that they built. Mm -hmm. I should have set that up better. But there's no hard evidence to say that these die-hard Nazis were joined by Kamler or any disc engineers. Where else could Kamler have gone? Incredibly, many reports claim that Kamler and a team of saucer scientists escaped to Antarctica at the end of World War II. There have been stories that the Germans were attempting to build a permanent colony in Antarctica. We know for sure that there was the 1938-39 German Antarctic expedition, which did claim a chunk of Antarctica for Germany and that the Germans did excel in building secret underground bases. It sounds kind of goofy, but it's actually a solid point. Especially back then, if Germany claimed a huge stake of Antarctica, or even a small one, nobody was ever going to come check that out, other than Germany. Antarctica right. was so huge. Most part, unless it was another another country trying to claim the same grounds, basically. I mean, um, and if they excelled at building underground bases, then that makes it more easy for them to hide their activity in Antarctica, a like mostly snow covered continent. Like, I mean, exactly. you know, I mean, it's uh, it makes it more believable when you start factoring in all of these variables when it comes to the Nazis uh, abilities, adaptations. Yeah. Lowering your vibration and, and jacking your loosh. Jacking your loosh. Yeah. Uh, I have I have a continuation of that, but it's four minutes, so I'll start it. But if you want to stop at any point, or just you can feel free to veto it if it gets too boring. But it's yeah, the same. I think I might have uh, sent you like some clips from this uh, exact same uh, episode. Uh, yeah, it's possible. It's very possible. There's uh, surprisingly limited stuff on this, and most of it comes from the History Channel. If you're looking for clips, right? It's True. the History Channel or somebody at making on, a at podcast least on YouTube. That, it's, it's either it's, this is the two things I found when trying to find clips of this, because I did a lot of reading. But mostly when it comes to clips, this is the two things I found. I found History Channel and I found people doing podcasts that 90 percent of them were of a lesser quality, both sound and content than us. Yeah, it's very slim. I was going to say, I mean, I only checked YouTube. I might have like, I mean, maybe I would have gotten I found some gold on BitChute, like but we're not going to get that some today. shit. BitChute. I, got, I found some fucking gold on BitChute, but that, we're not getting into the ice wall stuff. Nice. Today. Uh, so we'll we'll save that for part three, but uh, yeah. Anyway, feel free to pause this, and like I said, if if we get halfway through and you're like dump it, then that's gonna be fine with me. Okay. The Antarctica conspiracy is reinforced by U.S. naval operations in the region in 1946, just a year after the war's end and a year before the Roswell crash. Operation High Jump was one of the more amazing pieces of this story. 
Admiral Byrd, uh, America's most famous Arctic explorer, led an expedition to the South Pole in 1947. It was the largest armada ever sent to Antarctica. 13 ships, 4,700 men. The armada included a brand new state-of-the-art aircraft carrier, a submarine, several destroyers, dozens of aircraft, fixed and rotary wing aircraft. Officially, High Jump's mission was to assess how American troops would cope if the Soviets invaded through Antarctica. Unofficially, Admiral Byrd had also been asked to investigate any Nazi presence in the region. Is that confirmed? I've seen mixed reports on whether or not he was officially, unofficially tasked with finding the yeah. Nazis. I, I think that's why they use the phrase unofficially, because you can say anything after you say unofficially. <laughs> well, usually, I uh, mean, it's, it's kind of, the way I heard that is Mission Impossible Tom Cruise. Your mission, if you choose to accept it. Of course. I, I mean, but I don't think there's any evidence of that. Happen. There's okay. just claims. That's kind of my claims that, my that it was, you know. I couldn't I mean, find anything the, concrete. The, the, the only, like, logical explanation you can see for that is, okay, why were there 13 warships? Why were the destroyers? Why and was it four thousand seven hundred men? I'd if be it's curious a research, to see. Um, I mean, if, if it's a train, the I'm wishing official. I um, I'm sorry. <coughs> no, it's okay. I had to cough there. Um, the official explanation is that it was a uh, training exercise for their military in um, extreme cold conditions. However, yes. this is directly after World War II. It's like the the the. It doesn't make a lot of sense, especially like, why knowing that the Nazis this. did have a staking claim to Antarctica. It's like, why would Truman sign off on this expedition or this training exercise down in like when it's that it's that big of an expense for a training exercise? I mean, they bring jet fighters, they bring uh, uh, all sorts of helicopters, like helicopters. They have aircraft carriers, they have uh, destroyer ships, they have uh, you know fucking. I mean. A massive number. I mean, four thousand seven hundred people. When it comes to soldiers, that's a huge amount. I mean, basically, the only logical explanation for this is that they were expecting to find some sort of conflict. Dude, their boats were made out of wood. Conflict. Their boats were made out of wood thirty years prior to this. What do you mean? What's your point? I'm saying like that's to send that many men and that much expensive shit to the most dangerous, unexplored part of the part of the world. Uh, that's, that's pretty intense to do that. So, but anyway, what I was going to, what I was thinking is, and I wish I would have thought of this to look it up beforehand, but it's cause it's going to take some digging, but it wouldn't be nice to know is Admiral Byrd's, uh, point or operation high jump. Where exactly was that in Antarctica? And how does it correlate to the German part, the German claim part, New Schwabenland and all that? I don't know how you would find that out, but. If they don't say where uh, he went. Yeah, you'd have to look up the territory that uh, Germany supposedly claimed while they were there. And then where High Jump um, went. And then where High Jump was, which I believe it was south of Chile. Like, I think that's where they left. So right, um, the closest point, basically, to Chile. Yeah, from South America, basically, to Antarctica. You know. Okay. Um, what do you think? Do you want to continue with this clip or move on? It does get pretty interesting, but I have so much stuff that we're fine to skip. I have so much stuff. Um, I, you know, to be honest, I mean, I don't want to, yeah. 
I'm going to be one, like one of Joe Rogan's guests. I really have to pee. Okay. Is that is that That's allowed? Fine. Can I pee? I'll just keep playing the clip while you're going. Okay, but then I won't hear it. Well, I'll tell but, you what I you mean, missed. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, summarize it for me. Right, I, might, I might have actually listened to this clip on my own, doing Noah's, my own research before. So. Noah's going to go pee. It sounds good. That's the pee music. I like it. It's dramatic. I'll be right back. All right. Well, Noah pees. Packed up and hastily left with no Oh, yeah, no, actually, operation. no, I do want him to hear this shit. Okay. Fuck. Ah, how y'all doing? God damn, it's cold. Lowering your vibration and, and jacking your louche. Dude, I don't know what jacking your louche means. Lowering your vibration and, and jacking your louche. Jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration and, and jacking your louche. Jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration and, and jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration and jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration and, and jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration and jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration and, and jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration 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 and I'm jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration and I'm jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration and I'm jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration and jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration and I'm jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration and jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration and I'm jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration and I'm jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration and I'm jacking your louche. I still don't know. I have no idea what that means. Lowering, Lowering your, your vibration, vibration and, and I'm jacking, jacking your louche. louche. All right, Noah, you back? I think I think it means like listening to Green Day and masturbating. What's wrong with your What's wrong with your mic? What? Are you not? What are you doing? Is it working. Hang on. Is it working now? Sounds super quiet. Okay, wait, hang on. Something happened. Give me a second. Lowering your vibration and I'm jacking your louche. Lowering your vibration and I'm jacking Okay, how do I send now? Way better. Now we're good. Okay, good. Let's get back into it. Lowering your vibration and I'm jacking your louche. Okay, here we go. Ready? Let's go. Us to investigate any Nazi presence in the region. Operation High Jump was outfitted for eight months worth of supplies. They could have been in Antarctica doing their thing for eight months, and they were only there for 16 weeks, and then packed up and hastily left with no explanation ever given as to why the, the sudden aborting of the mission. Rumors quickly sprang up. Abortion the Armada the had run into... You should have said abortion of the mission. Anyway. Continue. Uh, yeah. Also, that is an f- interesting point, though. Why bring all those supplies? Unless you, the only other thing is, if me thought you were going to get stranded yeah. there, but it does sound like they prepared to be there for a while and got scared away or or had to retreat. I mean, or it, he said, found how, many, how many weeks did he say? Twelve weeks. I mean, that's three months, right? He said eight, he months, said eight months of supplies. No, no, no. How long did they actually stay there? 
Oh, uh, let's go. Let's back it up. Sorry. I didn't. Months worth of supplies. Eight they could have been in Antarctica doing their thing for eight months, and they were only there for 16 weeks. 16 weeks is. Okay. Okay. Months. 16 weeks is four months. Four months. Four times that is four true. Is 16, okay. He four, phrases four it in a way that makes you think okay, you're so, right. He, may, he phrases it so in a way that makes brought, you think they just immediately left. Yeah. Yeah. That's Which, bullshit. I mean, four months. That yeah, fooled me. Four that months was some is a pretty long time. And I got conned by it. That's a good uh, It was. He switches to weeks instead of makes months. It sound. He's explaining how long they're there. That's 16 weeks. Oh, oh, what do you mean? Six, four months? That's a good, I Just say give that fucking four months. <laughs> I like. I don't get it when a ch- when a parent like has a new child and they start. Oh, she's 23 months. It's like, okay, now we're ta- you're saying she's a month away from being two years old. That's like, like, why do you like tell me the number of months and make me do the math? It's like it's the same situation. He's going like they they brought enough supplies for eight months, but they were only there for sixteen weeks. They were only there for half of the time that they brought the supplies for. Which, if I mean, if you consider being stranded there, that could ha- you could be stranded for a couple months. I mean, I will Dude, say it is a little odd. I hate to I mean, cut four you. months extra supplies is is a little odd. Servo, you know, just this, I mean, the wizard of the chat rooms here on our. He's in the green room for. Um, he's in the green room for boobs and lavish. He's in uh, for flesh and Carolyn. He's in the smoker. This guy has all these bat- bots and bings and bangs running around in the chat rooms, and he just put in a quick calculation conversion exclamation point wa sixteen weeks to days, and the bot just spit out that's one hundred and twelve days, and then it gives this down to the second minute and Gregorian years zero point three zero six six average Gregorian years. Now that's value right there. Thank Important so information, man. That is Valuable. Great. I'm impressed. Uh, Valuable addition. Yes. Um, the crowd likes it. Ooh. All right, I'll continue with this clip. Operation High Jump was outfitted for eight months worth of supplies. They could have been <laughs> in Antarctica doing this thing for eight months, and they were only there for 16 weeks, and then packed up and hastily left with no explanation ever given as to why the, the sudden aborting of the mission. Rumors quickly sprang up. Yeah, the sudden aborting of the mission. No, they made it. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? You mean the what? sudden abortion of the mission? Yeah. That's the proper grammar You bring, you bring twice word. as many supplies um, as you but, need. You bring twice as many supplies as you yeah. need minimum when you're going to and fucking they, Antarctica. And, and also, and he goes, and they hastily left. I wouldn't lazily <laughs> leave Antarctica. I mean, if the temperatures are negative 50 degrees on average, like, fuck that, dude. I'm getting out of there as fast as I can the moment the mission's over. And also, how, like is, four, like how is four months hasty? Four months is the like least hasty. I like how we're debunking the conspiracies before we even get into the conspiracies. We're just like, fuck, this is all bullshit. All right, now let's get into it. <laughs> the Armada had run into serious trouble, come up against something or someone. Admiral Byrd's comments helped fuel the controversy. Afterwards, Byrd apparently said some very strange things to reporters on the way back, including that the United States needs to be prepared to fight a war against aircraft that can fly from pole to pole at tremendous speeds. Okay, pause that. This is taken as evidence. Okay, so that was in, that actually is true. And it was in a South American newspaper that he, uh, in an interview that he gave on the way back from Antarctica. And I mean, that, that is some pretty interesting shit, sort of. I mean, it's like, 
it, it could also be misconstrued like in multiple different ways. It's like maybe taking the whole like, okay, so he's talking about device, a, a, a vehicle that can travel from pole to pole. I'm not sure that like that's the case. I mean, um, the you know it, it he was saying we need to be ready to fight wars from pole to pole maybe he was referencing how fucking cold and difficult it was in antarctica and that like it's different from fighting a war in germany or something like that you know what i'm saying like uh right. we need to be ready to like it's there's lots of different ways you could take that and taking it to the extreme and saying like we need to be able to fight uh vehicles that can travel from pole to pole within seconds is um I don't know. It seems like a little bit of a leap for me, but like, you know, and it is, it's still odd that they brought that many people down to Antarctica and then they left within four months after packing for, you know, eight months of, you know, supplies. I mean, that, you know, I don't know how normal that is to pack double the supplies that you would need for the projected mission. I would imagine like they would go maybe. I would like, think that's pretty standard when you're going somewhere as remote as that. I mean, that's the most remote you can get. Maybe. What if you guys I mean, when you're using warships, it's like it's not like it's going to be hard to pack that much extra material. You've got fucking tons of cargo space. So it's like, I mean, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, this seems pretty. But four months, though, does seem kind of odd. Like, I mean, unless. I mean, the really convincing shit is that it's on record that when Admiral Byrd did that fly around Antarctica in his own uh, fighter plane or whatever, he only had three hours worth of fuel and he was gone for five hours. Like, that's that's been recorded. That's been verified. It's like it's not um, a conspiracy there. We just don't know what happened. There's no records of what happened during that extra two hours. No, no record. And he never he spoke of it unless you believe around. his diary. He never talked about it unless you believe the fake diary, which is... I mean, ninety percent of his plagiarized from that. Um, what did I say it was last time? It was the um, um, some sort of a science fiction book about like a, a dream of an alien, uh, a civilization on Mars or something like that. And they basically just took out the dialogue from that and and said that this was his secret diary and it sounded applicable because he went to Antarctica and all this like settings and situations kind of fit. Yeah, it was like you know you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. All right. Let me let's let's finish this up and then uh, finish the clip that he did indeed run into Nazi disc aircraft that outperformed his guys and that the sudden turning tail and running is taken as evidence that there was some sort of a confrontation, some sort of a battle. The Nazi UFO conspiracy is complex, compelling, and circumstantial. In 1944, Allied pilots saw UFOs over Germany. Deep underground, the Nazis were building top-secret airframes and propulsion systems. At the war's end, the SS general in charge vanishes without a trace. His scientists, their research and prototypes are captured by the US military and shipped to the States. Two years later, the first wave of UFO sightings occurs across America. Oh. Are these, in fact, U.S. prototypes of a captured Nazi H-9 flying wing? In the late 1950s, the U.S. Air Force funds the Avrocar, a flying saucer that looked like a Nazi secret project called the Repulsi. And in 1965, a UFO-like object crashed in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. It's reportedly bell-shaped and covered with distinctive markings, just like a radical Nazi device 
that may have been built at the end of the war. So what if the UFOs all come from Antarctica and because the Nazis built those guys is the crux of that theory. What do you think? The timeline is interesting. I watched watched this video. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's some things in there that are interesting. Like, like there's a really compelling part of that whole video that that wasn't in that clip where he talks about um, the statements of engineers who worked on secret weapons programs for the Nazis, um, both from Austria and Italy. Um, And they basically confirmed that they were um like one of them like one of the people who had a statement and like the craft is named after him um i think i sent you the link in the timestamp is that the whoopee cushion you, you click it's the nazi flying saucer video oh i mean is the, the to, device he uh, invented that's named after him the whoopee cushion no it's not heinrich it's not. whoopee okay uh that's no. that's uh 1038 right <laughs> yeah I, th- I think so I think so. I'm not sure. But um, this basically is a device that, like, there's statements from actual German, like, actual Nazis, basically, who said that they worked on a circular aircraft that was able to take off vertically and move horizontally due to a combination of uh, thrust for the horizontal movement and then a spinning force for the vertical movement. Which makes you think that they were trying to back engineer some form of UFO technology yeah. and they were combining it with the technology, the turbines, the uh, jet propulsion that we have available to us today. So they were like doing like a hybrid craft almost. Um, and like this kind of outlines the facts when it comes to just the statements of what those uh, engineers and scientists said. Those code names, if not for something that strongly suggests a UFO type craft was being developed or at least considered. And then there was Victor Schauberger, a fascinating man who was both a scientist and environmentalist. It was alleged after the war that the Austrian scientist had been involved in the production of UFO type craft and that he even flew one near Prague in Nazi occupied Czechoslovakia in 1945. Schauberger's son later claimed that his father had come into the attention of Adolf Hitler as early as June 1934. Who- is this the right? Uh, I just want to make sure this is the right thing. This is the right thing. It's okay. talking about the engine. It's this. He's talk. He's giving the past of the engineer who explains or who uh, designed this circular aircraft for Hitler. His name was not Wuppikushin, but it was pretty close. Who is, was said to be Victor fascinated Scha- by Victor the scientist's obsession with... Okay, well, that's pretty... Schauberger is pretty close to Wuppikush. Harmonizing propulsion with how it works in nature. Schauberger's nice. UFO was a prototype known as the... Take that back a little bit, actually. About 20 seconds. Austrian scientist had been involved in the production of UFO-type craft and that he even flew one near Prague in Nazi-occupied Czechoslovakia in 1945. Schauberger's son later claimed that his father had come into the attention of Adolf Hitler as early as June 1934, who was said to be fascinated by the scientist's obsession with harmonizing propulsion with how it works in nature. Schauberger's UFO was a prototype known as the Beluzzo Schriever Mieter Discus. 
<laughs> it was 6.7 metres or 22 yeah. feet in diameter and could supposedly travel at 2,000 kilometres or 1,242 miles per hour, with plans for it to go twice as fast as that. The craft could also reach 40,000 feet or 12,000 metres in less than three minutes. It's been further alleged that the Italians were assisting the Nazis with their experimental craft at the Fiat Experimental Facility at Lake La Garda in northern Italy. In 1950, Professor Giuseppe Belluzzo, an engineer who had been an economics minister under Mussolini and whose name was given to the Schauberger craft, stated in an interview that the Italians had assisted the Germans in building a jet-powered, circular-shaped aircraft. Belluzzo claimed that the craft could take off vertically and then fly horizontally by what he termed a spinning force. During the war, it is believed that the Allied intelligence uncovered work on Project Fireball at Germany's Luftwaffe Experimental oh, Center in Bavaria. Specifically, the Germans were trying to create an aerial device that would confuse Allied radar and, critically, be able to interrupt electromagnetic currents. These efforts were well underway by 1944, but further intelligence is said to have revealed that work suddenly shifted in that year to the development of the Kugelblitz, or round lightning craft. It is said to be a circular aircraft that was unlike any previous craft in aviation history, and that had to be the Nazi UFO craft. The timing is actually quite interesting. You see, by 1944, <laughs> Nazi... G- okay, do you want me to go to that second timestamp? Um, yeah, this does get into some interesting stuff. I mean, it, the reports of the Nazi technology, like also like them attempting to develop something that could um, scramble radar and disable electronics um, is like something that we see in UFO reports, right? Like them deactivating the nuclear silos, them like scrambling the radar of like, uh, naval, you know, forces and stuff like that. I mean, it's like, you see a little bit of a connection between the rumored Nazi like weapons programs and the recent sightings of craft that are able to do the things that the Nazis were working on almost, you know, 80 years ago. Yeah. Does that make any uh, sense? Like, no, it I does. Mean, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, yeah. I'm following. Germany. I like, I like losing this, the war uh, I like this against the Allies. The Nazis were desperate and oh, desperate fuck. times call for desperate measures. Is it such a stretch to imagine that they would have resorted to an extreme aerial technology in a bid to reverse their fortunes? The Americans were particularly eager to snatch up as much as they could of Nazi technology at the end of World War II. They wanted to do so before the Soviets did the same as they rapidly advanced from the east. Reconnaissance teams were sent in by the US Army even before Germany was actually defeated. There have been claims that what they encountered were plans by the Nazis regarding UFO-shaped anti-gravity aircraft. British agents who searched the Nazi underground factories located in the Black Forest discovered a number of documents describing experiments by the Nazis regarding turbine engine technology with extraordinary power. Whatever the Allies saw as they scoured German plants certainly freaked them out. Sir Roy Fedden, chief of the technical mission to Germany for the British Ministry of Aircraft Production, stated this in 1945 about Germany's aviation projects. 
I have seen enough of their designs and production plans to realize that if they had managed to prolong the war some months longer, we would have been confronted with a set of entirely new and deadly developments in air warfare. Years later in 1956, Captain Ruppelt, chief of the US Air Force Project Blue Book, was more specific about what the Allies encountered. When World War II ended, the Germans had several radical types of aircraft and guided missiles under development. The majority were in the most preliminary stages, but they were the only known crime. I'm sorry. I got it back. <laughs> like this dude, this dude butchers so many pronunciations of words. It's hilarious. Like if you have that in mind when you start the video and you notice how many fucking basic words he mispronounces. It's kind of, it's I mean, it's, cr- it's what's crazy is... I, I was laughing my ass off. A podcast is one thing, but this is a video that he took time to visually produce with all kinds of fancy infographics and titles and stuff while you're watching this video. And he can't go back and edit, like, the terrible butchering and reading. Yeah. Of, uh, the word preliminary. Fuck. Yeah. He needs a shot collar for his editing skills. When World War II ended, the Germans had several radical types of aircraft and guided missiles under development. The majority were in the most preliminary stages, but they were the only craft that could even approach the performance of objects reported to UFO observers. And it gets even better. Rumors have swirled for years that the Canadian intelligence agents that was worse than Joe Biden, advanced circular aircraft. Dude, when they take it back ten seconds, like you can hear him barely mispronounce a few words. Like he is, he is terrible with English. The preliminary thing blew my mind, though. That's I could watch that a thousand more times. The majority were in the most preliminary stages, (laughs) but they were the only known craft that could even approach the performance of objects reported to UFO observers. And it gets even better. Rumors have swirled for years that the Canadian intelligence agents found plans for an advanced circular aircraft when they ransacked the main Nazi rocket experimental complex used near the end of the war. The Canadian intelligence agencies challenged scientists at De Halle- Isn't that an oxymoron? Canadian intelligence Canadian in- Just Canadian intelligence. It's kind of, it's, yeah, it's kind of a tongue twister of an aircraft company to make something from the plans. It's alleged that they were actually able to produce a so-called flying saucer prototype, and it even flew, a bit very briefly. Engineers were simply unable to master the propulsion system needed to keep the aircraft airborne for a sustained amount of time. Those scientists would go on to work on the Avro Erica for the US Air Force and US Army respectively, although again, propulsion and stability proved to be a problem and the project was abandoned. It's the Alright. Yeah. UFOs, Nazis might have built them, they might have back engineered them, or they might have contacted so the way, communicate the with way interdimensional beings that gave in. them the blueprints, you know. That's the rumor from the secret diary, which is most likely false, right? So that's what Sam Tripoli was fucking pushing. I'm not really talking about the diary at all, but Um, but yeah, I get what you're saying. But that's where that that theory comes from. No, I'm talking about interdimensional, like, uh, like, uh, DMT elves type shit. Okay, so that's another Nazi theory that they were contacting basically spiritual beings and getting information from spiritual beings on massive amounts of psychedelic compounds. Yeah. so that that's that's one theory. I mean, I don't see a lot of evidence for that one either. I mean, it sounds also plausible. <laughs> like that's the thing. Yeah. A lot of these kind of, like theories are fucking plausible as shit. So it's like which one's right, which one's not. Who who, who the fuck knows? 
Right. But um, the way that this the, the these UFO aircraft um, that the Nazis possibly developed, and this was their version of the secret weapon. Like we had our secret weapon, right? Supposedly, we're not going to get into we're not going to get into what you and I were talking about earlier. We'll save that for episode um, three. Yeah, man, let's leave that out of this. But the the point being that we had our atomic bomb, we had our nuclear weapons, and that was what we were working on. They were working on a uh, vehicle that would basically render all forms of war almost useless because of its speed, its uh, accuracy, its like uh, stealth abilities, its uh, disruption of enemy tech, you know, electronics, like. I mean, it, it was supposedly would have been a just it would have made them dominate the uh, ground all, all ground war. So, like, it was a different seek, type of secret weapon. Um, but the way this plays into what was just said, and also Antarctica, is that <clears throat> that clip you played of Hans Kamler, basically he was a uh, sort of engineer for the Nazis. And he developed this plane that was capable of traveling, I believe they said, 2,000 kilometers, which I'm not sure what that is, miles. Um, one, one uh, you know, it's it's like a, I think it's like a very, like a um, multiple of 2.2, basically. Like, so one mile is 2.2 kilometers, something along those lines. Um, or maybe it's 1.6, I can't remember. Point being... Um, this plane was capable of traveling very long distances without being refueled. Mm. And uh, Heinrich Himmler uh, requested Kamler um, for yep. something called it. He asked for a, something called a truck. Yep. And uh, Kamler uh, denied that request, and which is very odd to do to your superior who's asking just for a fucking a vehicle, a truck. Um, so they believe that that was code word for one of these uh, airplanes, which uh, uh, experimental aircraft. It's an experimental aircraft capable of traveling 2,000 kilometers, and there were only two developed. Ever. And Kamler had one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and this was near the end of the war when Himmler requested it. So likely Kamler saw the direction that the war was going and that basically Himmler was requesting this aircraft so that he could bail out and get somewhere safe. Um, without being captured and probably denied the request and just took it for himself and uh, went somewhere. And so the theory is that he took that down to Antarctica where he knew that he would not be discovered for a long time. He brought many Germans with him, many Nazis with him, and um, they built a base down there or went to a base that had already been built and um, uh, it redeveloped some of these uh, uh, saucer aircraft or worked on the saucer. Maybe they were already working on the saucer aircraft down there, basically. Um, and so uh, that's kind of how it ties in a little bit, is that maybe that there was a Nazi presence down there developing this secret weapon, this saucer aircraft that would have dominated the ground war in World War II that they did not get the chance to finish before the U.S. dropped their nuclear bombs and atomic bombs on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, uh, ending the war. And uh, Kamler went down there with a um, massive amount of scientists and engineers on this aircraft that Himmler requested and he denied and basically rebuilt some of these aircraft or went to a site where they were actually manufacturing the aircraft mm. down in Antarctica knowing that he wouldn't be discovered and this is what Admiral Byrd was sent down there with an armada for, was to find them 
and uh, defeat them and and, uh, basically uh, capture the heads there and incorporate them into the U.S. military. And that seems plausible. Very plausible. That seems like, and honestly, after everything we've discussed so far, it seems plausible that they could have done it and they could have captured them within four months with that number of troops. With, I mean, with the, with, you know, but the thing is, is that it, it depends on how successful the Nazi scientists were on this technology they were developing because then they could have used it in self defense. And maybe that's why, uh, and so it could have gone either way. Maybe Admiral Byrd fucking railroaded them. And uh, they were able to incorporate those people into their military and then leave within four months. But the most likely thing is most li- is that they fought them, got their asses kicked, and then left early, mm-hmm. basically. Um, you know, and so who the fuck knows? May- the, the way this plays into what's going on today is that there's all these sightings and they're like it, these craft that they were describing back in the 1940s. That they were working on developing in secret weapons programs with massive allocations of government resources to, you know, get an edge on their enemies in the in World War Two. I mean, it's like it's been so many years, and that like no matter who won, you know, World War Two, that technology is getting incorporated into the the winner, this the, the you know the victor, and they're going to try to continue to develop it. So like. We've had all this time to develop this technology, and all of a sudden it's coming out. There's all these sightings. The government's like, oh, yeah, we've seen this shit. And it's like, it's, why are you all of a sudden, like, you know, why are you promoting, you know, uh, uh, UFO sightings when it's been going on for years and you've been denying every single one? Yeah, there's something like, fishy I mean, going on with there's, that for there's sure. some, yeah, there's something, you know, yeah, fishy uh, about it all. So. Not to, I don't want to derail you too much because you're on a roll here, but. Uh, no, just good. for the I'm sake done. of time, because we, I have like so much to get to. We're probably, we're definitely not getting to everything I was planning on because I, I just, uh, I just, I keep preparing too much. Oh shit. 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 Uh, but the, I want to talk about the Aryans because the, uh, it ties into, was it interdimensional? Was it ancient civilization technology? Uh, or what was it? This, this could, the Aryan thing ties into a bunch of stuff. It ties into the occult big time, the real society, the fools. Okay, uh, so so go into your info on the Aryans and uh, start off by explaining what Aryan means. If you can. Is, it, is that too much to ask? In the final days of the Second World War, American troops discovered a vast horde of secret Nazi files hidden in a cave in central Germany. The documents reveal one of the Third Reich's most shadowy projects, the hunt to discover the lost Aryan civilization from which the Nazis believed they had descended. I took, I was trying to, remind myself what Aryan means, but it is what I thought. It's just like a chosen race, chosen people, non-white, or sorry, not, uh, white, non-Jewish is kind of the second definition. Okay. It probably has some root so word. Basically Scandinavian or Nordic um, descent. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah, on this I mean, now. I, I just Googled yeah. Aryan definition. I mean, uh, what, what, you know, People do research all the time. You're not on a list. 
I'm on a list. There's just better reasons than that. I mean, you're you're on. Yeah, you're on a list for a lot of other reasons. Lowering your vibration and I'm jacking your louche. Jacking your louche, man. Uh, anyway, so this is uh, from a series called The Nazi Quest for the Holy Grail. I watched this documentary a while ago. Uh, it's I pulled all the clips on Aryans, so I'm just going to plow through them since we're kind of uh, strapped for time here. Himmler was determined to prove the existence of an ancient Aryan master race. So when in 1936 he was invited to a presentation at the home of an eccentric historian, he hoped he was finally on the verge of a breakthrough. The scholar's name was Hermann Vett, and that night he proposed an archaeological expedition, which he promised would deliver irrefutable evidence of an ancient Aryan civilization. It was a trip that was the culmination of years of research. Vett had studied ancient symbols carved into caves and rock faces from all over the world and found repeating patterns. Although the traditional view was that they had been made by different cultures at different times, Vert proposed that something truly momentous had been missed. He believed that the symbols from different countries, thousands of miles apart, were too similar to be explained away as simple coincidence. They must come from one shared source, a lost civilization. Scouring the history books, he found a story that he believed fitted in every detail. The lost civilization must have originated on the mythical island of Atlantis. The legend was true. Ooh. Have you looked into this at all? I've been doing a little bit of reading about it, and it's pretty... Because Indiana Jones and all that stuff, uh, the Nazis being obsessed with the occult, Indiana Jones is probably the best example of it. There's, It's... A lot of it's just as crazy, if not crazier, than what Indiana Jones made it look like. Seems like it. Yeah. Uh, I'll continue on here, because this this gets into uh, some Graham Hancock territory. Vert believed that Atlantis had met its end in a devastating global catastrophe. The seas had risen and drowned the island. It had sunk out of memory and into myth. But that contended, a few brave Atlanteans did survive and set sail for the high places of the world. They wandered onto both sides of the Atlantic and they took with them their culture. Vert argued that these displaced Atlanteans had seeded great civilizations all over the globe. This is pretty Graham Hancocky, right? Hancocky. Very, very uh, along the lines of what Graham Hancock believes about uh, the Atlanteans. I remember reading articles when his Netflix show came out, and it was Graham Hancock espousing Nazi ideology. It was all these hit pieces. I didn't realize until watching this documentary, I was like, well, I guess he kind of is, but not in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not like... They just happen to believe similar things, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, well, the, the, and the Nazis pushed this propaganda to where the Aryan race was believed, including the esoteric nature of it, was believed by a huge swath of Germany. That's what's fascinating mm. about it. 
they had them all in, like right. especially the SS. They were all in on believing that there was an ancient civilization and potentially aliens, uh, or or a, or parallel civilization that was a lost civilization. It was the Aryan race, and and also the Atlantean race. Is that is that the tie-in that I'm missing here? Yeah, he, so have, the, uh, the actually, Himmler Himmler was convinced that off it, my headphones for a second there. Himmler was convinced that the Aryans were the Atlanteans. They were one and the same. Right. Okay. Interesting. Wow. That's vision of a drowned Atlantis captivated Himmler. It provided the perfect solution to the problem of the missing Aryan archaeology. Now all Himmler needed was the physical proof, and that would help him find it. Together, Himmler and Wert formed a new department of the SS, dedicated to researching their Germanic heritage and writing the Aryans into history. It was known as the Ananerbe. It would launch expeditions all over the world, from the frozen forests of Finland to the desert temples of Iraq. And the very first project Himmler agreed to fund was Wert's own mission to catalogue a lost Aryan script. A script, he hoped, would become the foundation of a new Nazi religion. I love the narration on this. It's really interesting. I mean, it's like, damn. It's, I like it better I, than part ancient. Of you really, part of you really hopes it's true, you know? Like, <laughs> what, the Nazis so were actually the chosen people? You're just saying that because you're German, you <laughs> motherfucker. No, no. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know, they definitely wouldn't. See, they'd see me and they'd be like, all right, come on. But, uh, you know, it's just it just sounds and it makes everything more interesting. It's like, OK, there was something more to it than that just that they hated Jews and that they yeah. were just trying to conquer the world. And also, like, there had to be something more to it than that they just hated Jews and they were trying to conquer the right. world. Well, yeah, you know, it's like what's interesting is, according to this and some other things I've seen, Himmler seemed like he actually believed this shit. Like he was convinced he, he and he had Hitler convinced they were literally looking for the Holy Grail. They were trying to go to Tibet to get figure out how the monks interacted with, uh, on an extra dimensional plane. They were studying auras and and trying to figure out how the Tibetans were doing all this weird uh, stuff. They were into voodoo, child sacrifice. They were contacting what they called goddesses of the Mayan or not Mayan uh, uh, Aryan goddesses, kind of like what Skull and Bones does, which is a German death cult based on that that Bush and Bush Senior and all those guys were in, where they uh, do like uh, jerk off into glass coffins on the initiation and and. Uh, take drugs to and makes them talk to goddesses. It's it's a German death cult just like the Nazi thing. Uh, so there's a lot of, the, like, a, there's a, so much occult, esoteric stuff as well as the sci-fi alien stuff all mixed into one. Uh, mm-hmm. Fuck. <sighs> you I think heard, you'd be I used to like that time. All right, one more clip on the I mean, aliens. You're pretty used to it. I'm, and by the way, I've been doing pretty good comparatively, but also it's because I haven't been talking very much. <laughs> All right, here we go. In 1945, the files of an SS research institute known as the Ahnenerbe were discovered in a cave in central Germany. Amongst the many expedition reports were the details of one of Heinrich Himmler's strangest obsessions, a project to replace Christianity 
with a new Nazi religion. He despises Christianity. He thinks Christianity weakens people. Above all, according to Himmler, Christianity was essentially Jewish. <laughs> to help replace this Jewish faith with a true religion, the Anna Nerbe launched an expedition in the summer of 1936. I love that Christianity is too Jewish. That's funny. I mean, it kind of is. I mean, 90% <laughs> of Christian, it's all about Jews. Right. So, well, that's like, I mean, I'm like, just imagining you know, somebody saying Mormonism is too Christian. Yeah, because it's, all, it's one, yeah, It's a spinoff, and then it's yeah. all—it's a spinoff. It's like a yeah. Fuck, God. Yeah, uh, you definitely said like there as well. I'm yeah. Faith sorry, with a true religion. The Anna Nerbe launched an expedition in the summer of 1936, led by one of Germany's most controversial archaeologists, Hermann Wert. A team of SS men traveled to a remote region of Sweden to examine a series of mysterious rock carvings. And that summer, the expedition made over a hundred plaster casts and shipped them back to Germany, where Himmler eagerly awaited. Wert's conclusions were categorical. These carvings were not simply the etchings of prehistoric people, but were, in fact, part of the sacred religious texts of the lost Aryans of Atlantis. This text Jesus. was what Himmler had been waiting for, a vital weapon in his mission to replace Christianity with a new Nazi religion. Himmler wants... You think about it, uh, sorry to pause it, but you think, because what kind of like we were talking about earlier, if you control the maps, you control the information, you control, that's the biggest form yeah. of control. It's the same thing with religion. Religion is basically, if somebody truly believes it, even if they consciously believe it if they don't even if they don't even if subconsciously they don't believe it as long as somebody believes it in some sense religion is basically your operating system like linux or windows or whatever to use the tired analogy right so if you could control somebody's psychological operating system that's control if you can create a new it religion sound, it, it, yes it sounds like that's what, that's what himmler wanted and the um and the guy who gave him the information <clears throat> The historian or geologist or whatever the fuck he was, the guy who went down there and looked at the rock carvings. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, it sounds like he knew exactly what Himmler wanted to hear. He he told him that these are not prehistoric like uh, carvings from men. This is this is from the ancient Aryan Atlantic race. It's like that's but he had, so but, hyper specific. Like, how did you fuck? Right. Like, I mean. But he had it. Like, he, you know he, he had evidence that there were similar drawings for, on all the continents. But what he did, what he where the leap is drawn is, and he could have been yeah telling him what he wanted to hear because at that point it, that's kind of what I it think sounds like. It's, you're going it to sounds like like Himmler wanted to tell the German yeah. uh, nation what he wanted them to hear because then you're, he you're, also think about it his was way, told what he yes wanted man. to hear. You know, by this yes, a if yes you're a man. yes man, you're going to rise in the ranks and they're not going to fucking chop your head off. If you go out on a fact-finding mission and an explorer, and he's like, find me proof of this, you come back without proof of it, <laughs> you're going to twist the data a little bit, not only to promote yourself, but also just to not be like killed. Because yeah. in a regime like that, you're going to be yes. killed if you fail on a mission. And look, because the yes man is part of the human condition, there are many people born who are what we would call yes men in various... Um, you know, I, I feel like it shocked you because of me there, but uh, in various ways, you know, like they're yes men, and so like in every government, 
the the yes men are gonna gonna be present there. Like they rise to positions of power specifically because they're willing to do whatever it takes to succeed and be be good in the eyes of their superior. Essentially, give me a second. I just like, had a drink spill know, emergency. I, I had one earlier, and that's. <laughs> Nothing has broken I as of yet. I heard lots of stomping. Nothing has broken as of yet. But that fucking thing spilled right onto the laptop that's running the Python script. And I mean right on it. It just spilled? Uh, on its own? Well, hmm. I didn't even know I had it on the desk because I'm in the dark and I turned oh, really? around and just knocked it oh, over. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> huh. That's plausible. That's believable. What do you, I knocked it over. I'm not saying it spilled itself. Okay. Much highlight that part. Beer, 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 beer. The part to highlight is one that is spilled right on the laptop, and two lowering your vibration. Lowering your vibration. Jacking your loosh. Jack, jacking your loosh. Sorry. Lowering, lowering your, your vibration vibrational and, and jacking your loosh. That's what I meant to say. All right. Let's continue, shall we? Oh, the, let's continue. The Nazi Antarctic bases. I got this from Associated Press. This is Movie Tone. Lionel Gamlin reporting. This is the 15-year-old ham guy. Remember him? Uh, This isn't the guy who narrates uh, Cuphead? Let's have a bit of 15-year-old ham. It's the guy that Uh, narrated the Associated Press back then, I guess. American Coast Guards, operating only a few hundred miles from the North Pole, yes, there's a war up there too, had to extricate their ship, which got caught in the ice. Depth charges helped to blast a way out. Their job was to destroy German weather stations on the Arctic coast of Greenland. And, in fact, three stations from which the enemy were sending radio weather reports to Germany were destroyed. Here's one, well stocked with supplies, too. The Americans were evidently pleased to note that the Huns had not forgotten to take plenty of schnapps along with them. The Germans scuttled their ship and surrendered. Altogether, three vessels were lost by the enemy, and the Coast Guards took 60 prisoners. The next weather report they send home may be fair and warmer, but it will go by POW mail. <laughs> yeah. uh, mm. So I have to do a podcast recap. Rewind real quick. It's been a minute, but we have to revisit the last Antarctic episode. It's time okay. for podcast recapitation. <laughs> This is from the last episode. I brought receipts this time. Yeah. Like they, they can't be honest about any of that. I mean, because it's like they know that, it's wrong. New Schwabenland like, is confirmed to be wow. real, right? New Schwabenland. Yeah, it was. A, it was. A, it was definitely yeah. a ship. It was. It's definitely an area that they named New New Schwabenland because it had like the, What's what's the meaning? What's the translation? I don't know. But it I probably has something to do with Klaus what Schwab or his dad. No, 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 no. You're just making alliteration there. And, and no, Klaus Schwab was a Nazi. I mean, yeah, I am making alliteration. Yes, he's a Nazi, but that's not. It doesn't have to do a new Schwabenland. It's like uh, I'm gonna look up the. I'm gonna look it up. We have the book of knowledge. A book of knowledge. Consult that bitch. 
So I consulted it. I have a foolproof, 100% verified source on Klaus Schwab's ties to New Schwab and Loon. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Have you ever looked into Klaus Schwab's like dad? No. Have you ever heard of New Schwab and Land? It might be Sam Tripoli. Nice. Okay, so my source is Sam Tripoli. It's definitely Tripoli, and Tripoli is literally retarded. So, I mean, he sounds retarded. He smells retarded. He's retarded. So, uh, but but no, continue. Sam Tripoli. I trust everything I hear from Tripoli. I do not. But continue. Yeah. Have you ever looked into Klaus Schwab's like dad? No. Have you ever heard of New Schwabenland? New Schwabenland. You never heard of New Schwabenland? No. Have you ever heard of Operation uh, High Jump? I knew I was going to love this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no. Dude, What's it's Operation crazy. High Jump? What does that mean? Okay. So uh, at one point, some people are like, what's going on with Antarctica? Have you heard of this? Where they sent Admiral Byrd up? What's going on in Antarctica? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, to, I said that. Listen to that. That's awesome. That's insane. The uh, oh shit! Where'd it go? Yeah. What's going on in Antarctica? 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 <laughs> I love that. Have you heard of New Schwab in land? What's going on in Antarctica? What's going on in Antarctica? Lowering your vibration and, and jacking your loosh. So the U.S. government's like, something's <laughs> going on with Antarctica. There's some activity up there. We want to find out what's going on. So they send this cat named Admiral Byrd up to investigate with a giant fleet, uh, like a, just a, a, a fleet to go, to go bang, bro. And according to his journal that they found much later, he, he basically met with UFOs, Nazi UFOs. What? Yes. Nazi UFOs. The Nazis. The Nazis had a like a flying saucer. Had made a deal, basically (gasps) working with interdimensional. You've never heard this. No, it's the greatest story ever, bro. (laughs) It's the greatest. So the Nazis made a deal with the aliens. Yes, holy for technology, and the deal was they were going to work together. Okay, I know this sounds crazy. So basically, the aliens go down, and and Klaus Schwab's dad go down and meet with Eisenhower. It's gonna be like we could we could either do it one way or the other way. We can do it nice, or we can do it the wrong way. And that's where they say Eisenhower made a deal with these aliens. Mm. What's going that on right now? They could kidnap people and do experiments, but they couldn't just do it anywhere. They had the, they had specific places, which were our national forest. What? Uh, yeah, dude. You've never heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> You're making this sound no. as if this is like a story that is commonplace. It, uh, well, for my people, it is. <laughs> for my people. There, the, uh, the Klaus Schwab Schwabenland connection is loose, but there is a connection because Klaus Schwab's dad was involved in that in the diplomatic stuff around Antarctica a little bit. But whether or not Schwab, it, it could be like you know Johnson, just because there's more, there might be more than one Schwab named after. Right, Johnson Land. Yeah, I mean, uh, anyway, one. I'll continue. So the the <clears throat> area and of Antarctica they went to was New New Schwabenland. New Schwabenland. Do you think What's that's why he dresses with the space? One hundred percent. Yeah. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So they're all in contact with the aliens. I think, well, dude, I mean, it gets into, see, a lot of people think this is about power and money. What do you think it's about? 
It's Ugh, spiritual work. These people got all the money and all the power. They got more than they could ever want. I think they want complete control. But that gets into spirituality, not just complete control, but lowering your vibration and, and jacking your louche. Okay, I hate your spirit think, energy. I hate it when people just when people just like uh, lowering. You got to lower your vibration. Like they're lowering their vibration. You got to uh, you got to heighten your vibration. You got to raise your. Vibrations. I get what they're saying. It's a it's a crude word to talk about a, something real, like your aura it's or your very vibration. Crude phrase. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like what the. F- fuck does that even mean fuck. how do i lower or heighten my vibrations on a daily basis it's a way to I it's mean, a way to describe like, something very uh clumsily but i i understand the more, be more aware of what's going on around me and the the beings that are around me be aware of their state be aware of the world like like what what, what are you trying to say like positive it's, versus it's, negative it's very, just like uh, it's be more positive like it's like okay then say that you know like then say that well, that's <laughs> that's one aspect of it's a it's an umbrella term. I get it. It's a catch all. It's hippy dippy bullshit. You could say that. But uh, yeah, but it's, it's it's so nonspecific. And when you use it and you know that it's a nonspecific phrase that not made like not I'm, everybody who listens to the Joe Rogan experience is going to understand and you don't give an explanation, then you're a douchebag. Well, Sam I mean, is kind of a douchebag. I mean, I like him. How but do you know man, he doesn't he just give an explanation? Spout some shit, because I've listened to this clip many times. Okay, you're probably right. Anyways, that I was not interested in that part at all. This is what I was interested in: control, but lowering your vibration and, and jacking your louche. Jacking your louche, mm-hmm. your but spirit you energy. Your spirit energy is your louche. Do you know what a louche is? It's your spirit come. Is that a real thing, or did he make up the word louche, yeah. or did he mispronounce something? It's your, 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 your energy is like your spiritual, you know. But where's Loosh come into that? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. Let's continue. (laughs) Your vibration and and jacking your Loosh. Your spirit energy. You think they're doing Hmm. that consciously or do you think they're doing it like uh, they're chasing the economics and along the way it actually becomes a spiritual battle because everything is a spiritual battle. I think it's done purposely. I think they're they're, they're evil. I think I think they're they're at low low. There's low frequency stuff going on, and they've made deals with people and things, and that's why things going on. That was very ambiguous, but I understand where you're going with it. <laughs> okay, I mean, if you want me, I just don't want to get too weird too fast, bro. But too I'm, fast. I'm like, we just opened up. We're good. I uh, I 100 percent believe take that back. Spiritual take that war back. And- I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take that back. How That's far? Fucking t- t- uh, 15 seconds. All right. Going on and, and they've made Sam deals with people and things and. That's why I think he made going deals on. with people and things. That was very ambiguous, but I understand where you're going. That's what I think is okay. going on. They made deals with people and things, and that's what I think is going on. I get what it's, he's saying, but yeah, it's, he's not the best. He's not a wordsmith. He's not a wordsmith at all. He, they made deals with people and things. You understand? That's what he thinks is going on. What is all this stuff? Everybody okay, knows that that, I mean, I mean, if you want me, I just don't want to get too weird too fast, bro. But <laughs> I'm, fast. I'm like, we just opened up. We're good. I, uh, mm-hmm. I 100% believe this is a spiritual war and that these people are working with dark entities. And that's what this is all about. Lowering your vibration and, and jacking your louche. Jacking your louche. 
lowering your vibration and jack lowering, lowering your, your vibration, vibration and, and jacking, jacking your loosh. Uh, did you get disconnected? You're muted. Oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's I, t- uh, I, I don't know why good, I don't know I where I was for a good going minute there. I yeah, I can yeah, hear I, you. I but... think we're done with that. Let's let's continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, all I got left is a little more UFOs in Antarctica Nazi shit. You want to do that and then call it a night? It's oh, it's the sewers start kicking on now. It's the the chase is already uh, being sure, played. Nick sure, but let's let's see what uh, let's see what else I have. Um, in the in the uh, sent messages, I'm not sure we hit all the. Okay, while you're doing that, I'm going to play a voicemail. Stamps. We got it. No, well, let's I'm continue with it. the conversation. You're going to derail. You're like, no, we like, have to play the. Where voicemail. are we going from here? You have to play the voicemail. Let's I don't think on. we hit everything with Nazis and aliens in Antarctica. Well, yeah, but so while I'm pulling, looking through the time codes and getting it queued up, I'm going to play this voicemail. Is that okay? Fine. Okay. Oh, hey, so Antarctica, that is a major Antarctic resort. Everybody wants to go to Antarctica so they can pet the penguins, get a suntan. <laughs> it's a lot warmer than they say it is. There's some major hotels. You got Ritz Carlton's down there. The Fairmont. All the big hotels. The good hotels. And you got a swim up bar at the Antarctica. So your next vacation is going to be in Antarctica. So you can hang out with the penguins. Thank you, caller. I do have to say that we spent so much time in Antarctica, the last show about Antarctica, that we decided we're in the Bahamas right now, listening to Jimmy Buffett. And I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm not planning on going back to Antarctica anytime soon. Uh, mute yourself again. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I got your uh, clue. I'm not planning on going to Antarctica either. Okay. Good. Good. At least we're on the same page there. I mean, thank it would you, be Colin. Cool. I would. I would like to fund someone to go to Antarctica and fucking like tell the truth. Film I'm the whole sure trip. What they're gonna say is that hey, it's white. That's why. You know? And thus the Aryan it's race white. is from there. Duh. Why did I just not figure it's, that out? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Antarctica ain't black. It's white. And I, mean, I feel like the Nazis that, probably did develop some sort of a uh, fucking uh, sick, uh, circular Saw. advanced aircraft. They they developed some some form of it. It never got implemented. They never developed it to the point where it was able to be uh, used in their military forces. Um, the nuclear bomb, which you were uh, claiming was fake earlier tonight, but not on the show. Uh, I believe it is out me out of the, the closet. Show. in the closet you claim that (laughs) nuclear bombs are fake and it's not real and none of those people died and uh you know that's good for you but uh i mean i feel like that like they were working on this project 
and then the U.S. developed their secret weapon beforehand, and it's easily reproducible for them, and they destroyed two cities with it. And, it, and, and <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me again. And at that point, um, you're going to give up. You're going to be like, you know what? I, I, I can't compete with a single bomb that will eliminate 90% of the population of one of my most packed metropolitan cities. Um, and I'm not willing to sacrifice the entire German body. There's some element of selflessness in surrender. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, we, we've got to surrender because we're not going to eliminate our entire people just because they developed a better weapon than we did fat like sooner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Germans developed the best cars, the best airplanes, like tons of uh, modern engineering solutions. That because they made a deal with the aliens. Daily basis. Is that where you're going with this? Because uh, uh, they're better. <laughs> German people are better. No, I'm just... No, their food I, sucks, no, though. No, Other than sausage. They got sausage, right? And their food is trash. Their food is trash. It's disgusting. It's, uh, it's did, fucking bread. It's bread and cheese. You get what I'm saying? It's a, and, and the the French did bread and cheese better than them anyway. Uh, and their did, language, their language is so rough. Man. The nastiest <laughs> language to listen to. <laughs> you, got, you got to listen yeah. to that shit. Okay, <laughs> do you want me to play? Do you want me to play this clip you had me pull? The final, uh, yeah, sure. From ancient aliens. The final timestamp. And ancient astronaut theorists proposed that it is not just the geology that is hidden from us. They suggest there is far more human and perhaps non-human activity happening in Antarctica than we've been told. Something seems to be going on on this mysterious continent at the South Pole. And it has been theorized by a number of people that Antarctica is some kind of alien base. Rumors of extraterrestrial activity in Antarctica have circulated for years. If these accounts are true, and there is, in fact, an extraterrestrial presence in Antarctica today, could it have been there for hundreds or even thousands of years? In July 2018, Linda Moulton Howe interviewed a whistleblower who offered to provide her with classified information regarding Antarctica on the condition that she not reveal his identity. Her source, a retired Navy SEAL, who she identifies as Spartan One, provided her with details of an ancient structure he claims to have visited during his time at the South Pole. At that time, my rank was first lieutenant commander, naval special operations. We were inbound the southeast coast of Antarctica. We were dispatched for unofficially was a research reconnaissance mission. Officially, it was to find a certain individual, obtain any information, this particular and individual. bring it back. What was the date? August 2003. According to Spartan One, when he and his team reached their destination, they encountered a large octagonal structure protruding from the ice. Cautiously, they proceeded to enter it. The very top of the first structure we entered, there was almost eighteen feet from the ice. No, no. Okay. Particular individual. 
It's unscannable. Each door Take it back. Take it back. This is important. Sorry, I was just hearing the particular. It's super important. This particular individual. It's the most interesting part. It's the most interesting part. According to Spartan One, when he and his team reached their destination, they encountered a large octagonal structure protruding from the ice. Cautiously, they proceeded to enter it. At the very top of the first structure that we entered, there was almost 18 feet poking from the ice. The rest of it was hidden under the ice. Each door was the same, uh, anywhere from 18 feet thick to around 30 feet thick. And even though these doors were that thick and that heavy, you could take one finger and push them and they would open. There was no resistance whatsoever. The outside temperature was at least 40 degrees below zero. Once you stepped inside these structures, the temperature was at ambient 68 to 72 degrees. What about the ceilings, hallways, floors? It was lighted from the inside, but we could not find the source of light. It was a lime green in color. The walls were lined with what I call hieroglyphics but nothing of hieroglyphics that I've ever seen in my life. Could there really be mysterious structures okay, buried at the... Yeah. I mean, that's that where it gets really weird. I mean, that's... I mean, supposing this dude... I mean, clearly he's got a southern accent. I mean, even past the mask. He's like, I mean, there's, you know, there's like... The particular individual. These, hey, it's about 18 individual. feet. Yeah, this particular individual. This particular individual is unscannable. I mean, it's like clearly, I mean, you don't even have to. I mean, honestly, he, she might as well have not done any sort of uh, like a voice masking software. Like, I mean, it could have been any guy with a southern drawl, you know? <laughs> yeah, but they blurred his face you know too, saying? but you still saw his hat. They blurred his face. That you you could make the outline of his head and his hat. And it the was, idea uh, of a face like very, that is wild. Though. I mean, it, it it feels similar to like a like I I can't say anything to discredit that. Like I can't say anything to to discredit Bob Lazar. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, that sounds. I mean, it sounds pretty badass. It's an octagonal shape. Only a portion of it was protruding from the ice. Um, they pushed on the doors and the doors opened with just the resistance of a finger touch. Like it was like very, like there was no, like it immediately slid back, but it was 30 feet wide. The door was 30, 18 to 30 feet, depending on the door. And it's got a nice air conditioned interior. You walk inside and it goes from negative 40 to 68 to 72 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the degree that that is the temperature range that you and I keep our house. It yeah. never goes above 72 and it never goes below 68. Like, I mean, that's, I mean, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it's pretty badass. I mean, when you think about I like it, it's it. like, I, mean, I want, I want to believe this one. Let me that just one's cool. That. It, it sounds like walking into one of the uh, ships in Halo with those alien buildings. Or whatever. Can't like, yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's like an it's like the covenant yeah. covenant ship. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I got a little bit of ancient aliens. Fuck me. And uh, we'll call it there. And then we'll come back next show with 
uh, secret giant weapons in Antarctica, the ice wall, flat earth, all that good stuff. But uh, let's close with some ancient aliens. That sounds good. On December 17th, the German freighter MS Schwabenland sets out on one of these top secret missions. Its 33-member team is rumored to include scientists, military experts, construction crews, and key members of the Thule Society, an elite group associated with the Nazis that focused on mysticism and the occult. 32 days later, they arrive at their destination, Antarctica. One day off from 33 days later. The Nazis themselves were fascinated by ancient civilizations and legends of banished super races. They were searching for this lost Arctic home that they thought that the Aryans had come from. They were looking all over the world, and that included Antarctica. The Thule Society actually believed that there were mystics or channels who were able to communicate with these beings who claimed to be either extraterrestrial in origin or claimed to belong to this uh, civilization that lived in Earth's interior. They gave a lot of information about the building of advanced aerospace vehicles, flying saucers, and I think this is where uh, Hitler's Nazi party got a lot of its information about Antarctica, that uh, in Antarctica there is this ancient civilization or bases where they could find a lot of these advanced technologies. I like those stingers they do there. Appreciate those. Uh, yeah. All right. One more. What do you think of that? Yeah. It lends a lot I of. I think it's possible. It, the The obsession yeah. the Nazis had with uh, telepathy and the occult and all that lends a lot more credence to me to the interdimensional alien aspect. They're the ones that made contact. But you know, Maybe. it's all. It's it's definitely pretty Indiana Jonesy. The smoothest way During to play their Santa time, said in that- there were alien crashes everywhere, and that the U.S. got a hold of some, the Nazis got a hold of some. They were working on it first. We developed the atomic bomb first. Uh, that right, but they, they but the Nazis time. were obsessed with telepathy, um, though. That's what that leaves out. And then we we absorbed their scientific research into our, our government and continued those projects. And that's what became MK Ultra. That's what became. Um, Project Blue Beam, that's what became like a lot of different um, mm. conspiracy slash actual projects that the CIA and... Who invented first, refrigeration? Uh, Was it the Nazis or us? I don't know. Probably the Nazis. The Nazis Fuck. invented fucking everything. Dude. Let's the have Nazis a bit of 15-year-old hat. That's the one thing. Like, I mean, in everything, there's good and there's bad. I mean, they're, they're fucking pieces of shit. They're shit human beings. But somehow... I'm because they were able, like, they had this weird level of faith, right? It's like that's how they were able to develop so many advancements in technology and science, but it's also how they were able to just fucking eliminate, like, a majority of a race of people because they just, like, they convinced each other that, like, they shouldn't exist. It's like, there's, like, pros and cons to this, like, like, they have a weird psychology, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yep. uh, it's like, have you, like, part, I'm very interested 
and like World War II type, like, you know, stories and stuff like that. Like I could listen to podcasts for hours on end about World War II. Um, and part of me wants to learn, like, you know, have you ever learned like Spanish? No. In school, like for years? No. I, I took two years of Spanish, right? And and my teacher was so emotional about it. It was like, she was a very good teacher. And I got to the point where when I was like studying Spanish, I would start to think in Spanish. I had that happen a little bit in German when I was taking two years of German. Dude, my feelings would become different. Like I had different feelings. Like because I was thinking in a different like language. It was weird. It was like my set of feelings to draw from were different because I was thinking in those words. I guess it goes back to McKenna saying the the world is made of language kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's that's what's made that uh, that's the point I'm drawing here is that maybe the Germans have like with their language. I I really want to learn German so I can kind of like. I took two years stuff. of it and I didn't get it that well and I don't remember how it's, to do much. It's different. It's yeah. different. Grammar's I mean, all backwards. You know, I'm, I'm I'm hoping I can learn it, but like, what if you learn a language and, and like you truly learn it and you learn the feelings behind the sounds. And it's like, and you're able to uh, understand like the way those people thought and what their base assumptions were based off of the language and the way that they felt and spoke. And it's like, um, I mean, like, like maybe the the Nazis and the Germans were capable of so much advancement, but also so much. um, They were gullible, like they were able to be misled very easily. And they were like, they, they just wanted to be one. They just wanted to be all on the same team. And, and like, because they wanted that, they were able to excuse so many atrocities. And they basically become the became the supervillains because they were trying to achieve unity. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make any sense? No, I do. Like, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm on board with it. I like that. It's, and uh, it's kind of got my head thinking, fuck. I, oh, like they they were trying to achieve unity as a race. They wanted and to create a dominant religion. They, yeah. yeah, they ended up uh, like people were able to slip in their fucked up ideologies and their fucked up desires. Japan has successfully done just such that. Fucking Nobody like murderers that. and rapists and assholes. Like they, like they excused incredible sins. Like I mean, you know, I don't know. Well, they encourage. They do more it's, it's excuse. Such a, it's such encouraged. a wild time to look at. Like the World War II is like the Germans, their occupation and power of the over the world is like such an interesting time to look at. Like I get why so many people are fascinated with uh, World War II. You know. Yeah, they have. So I mean, it's it's been the inspiration for so many great movies, video games, books. Uh, I'm going to finish out this. It's got uh, one minute. This is the last clip of Ancient Aliens. During their time in Antarctica, the Nazis were believed to have mapped huge swaths of the icy landscape by air. Ancient astronaut theorists believe they also established an elaborate underground headquarters known as Base 211. Hitler and the Nazis were particularly interested in Antarctica. I think they really believed that there were things going on deep under the ice, 
And there have always been rumors that the Nazis, with their submarines, have underwater caverns, small cities, that they escaped there after World War II. When the Germans got to Antarctica, what they found were massive cities that were highly technological. And these buildings were not just on the surface, they went deep down underground. So they began relocating a massive amount of equipment and personnel to Antarctica, repressurizing these ancient facilities and reoccupying them. Sounds pretty stupid, retarded, and crazy, but it does coincide with that other clip of the guy saying they found that weird structure that was temperature controlled. Right. But uh, that's I mean, all I got it, for the night, man. You got any closing thoughts or anything? Not really. I mean, just that, I mean, because Antarctica is so hostile and such a hostile environment and it's, uh, you know, it's so unknown, like it's a breeding ground for conspiracies. Like it's who knows what's down there because only like so few people have been there, even when you are there. Like, I mean, if you're trekking across Antarctica, you have to look down toward the ground, basically, at your compass, not knowing what's in front of you almost the entire walk. It's, I mean, there's no way to know, uh, really, unless some billionaire funds a massive uh, expedition down there with uh, helicopters and shit without government approval to go and, like, explore the entire surface of Antarctica. And even then, like, that's never going to happen. They'd be murdered. Like, there's, like, I mean, the truth, you're going to always have to trust authority. No matter what you believe about Antarctica, if you're basing it off of uh, official sources, it's coming from a government authority. And, uh, you know, who knows if it's real. I have something to say. I have something to say. We got some boostograms in. I forgot to read them. Close the show with those. How about that? Sounds good. Uh, coming in yesterday from Mary Kate Ultra, confirming that the shot collar does make for a beautiful listening experience. I need one for regular life. Uh, so that was for nine thousand nine hundred sats from uh, Mary Kate Ultra, uh, which is a username I feel like you'd appreciate. Likes the shot collar. Thank you. And then uh, from today, this episode is hotter than a witch's tit for 12,871 sats, also from Mary-Kate Ultra. So thank you, Mary-Kate Ultra, for being the executive producer of this episode, as well as Gix, who produced. Big shout out for the shot collar man. Every, is every episode I use this thing, he's getting a producer credit, that's for sure. Which hopefully won't be too much longer. Uh, but yeah. Mary-Kate Ultra uh, oh, is a G. Mary-Kate Ultra, yeah. Let me give you the the... Super, I give her, I'll give her a super rare Lucas drop. Listen, you drink 18 beers, a <laughs> 4.2 alcohol percentage of whatever kind of beer you want. It doesn't really, it honestly doesn't really fucking matter. I've been drinking beer! Beer, 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 beer! Let's spill beer nothing. That's actually probably my favorite drop I have. I forgot about that. Listen to that. Let's spill beer nothing. I'm not spilling beer on nothing, but spill then I'd spill beer on my laptop. I'm not spilling beer on nothing. 
All right, and she did boost a second time, so we'll do one more super ultra rare Lucas drop. These are worth money, people. I mean, you, you walk in a gas station with 20 bucks specifically for her at games. Like, there's no way you're walking out of there with $20 worth of Hurricane malt liquor, and you're not going to get just blackout drunk. There's just <laughs> no way. I've been drinking beer! Beer, 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 beer! Let's go beer nothing. All right. Is that funny? It's pretty funny. Noah, thanks so much for hanging. We'll do part three, I guess, uh, in a week or two. And uh, thank Sounds you, American Ultra. Thank you, Gix. Thank you, everybody in the chat. Servo. Dark Lord, okay, everybody. Uh, have a good night, and uh, I'll uh, let's, we'll uh, let's go ahead and flip side. Let's go ahead and get it. Yeah. Uh, oh, we were doing all this Hitler talk, and I was looking for this drop the whole time, and I finally found it. I had it mislabeled. I know your mustache is cool. I was looking for that. Fuck. It was pretty cool. Let's be honest. See you, everybody. Lowering your vibration. Good night. And and jacking your loosh. Lowering your your vibrations and and jacking jacking your loosh. Okay, say it with me. Lowering your vibrations and jacking your loosh. All right. Lowering your vibrations and and jacking your loosh. Lowering your vibrations and jacking your loosh. Lowering your vibrations. Lowering your vibrations and jacking your loosh. You understand? What's going on in Antarctica? Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and I just watched that podcast, Abe and a Six Pack, and it was the worst. It was the worst shit I've ever watched. It just shows... Anybody can have a podcast, and uh, even by those standards of anyone having a podcast, uh, this one was shit. It's like, uh, it's stupid, it's boring, it's a waste of time. And, uh, you know, there are two-year-olds with podcasts that are more worthwhile listening to than that. It it's just uh, don't waste your time. Really, really avoid it like the plague.